Radio Drama Revival is brought to you in part by Audible, who offer a free 30-day trial and free audiobook at audibletrial.com forward slash radiodrama. Audible boasts over 30,000 titles, including a whole ton of audio drama. That's why I love it. Again, that's audibletrial.com forward slash radiodrama. Thanks. And welcome to Radio Drama Revival, the show dedicated to stories told the medium of sound, showcasing the diversity and vitality of modern audio theater. Hear your news, reviews, discussion, and of course, stories. I'm your host, Fred, and that great theme music is by Roger Gregg of Crazy Dog Audio Theater, rounding out our month of horror programming here for our fifth annual Horror Celebration 2012 um, Capstone uh, will be in just over a week. We have our transcontinental live stream at transcontinentalterror.com again, um, featuring work from uh, Wireless Theater Company, Electric Vicuna, Atlantic Canada, myself um, here in Maine, uh, Chatterbox Theater down in Tennessee. Uh, we then go on to the West. Uh, up in International Falls, Minnesota, we've got Icebox Radio Theater, Jeff Adams Group. And then finally rounding out, uh, we have Julie Hoverson. Uh, she represents the West Coast uh, with some Seattle-based tales of terror. Um, looking forward to it. Um, the details, if you want to stream it live, go to transcontinentalterror.com. We'll have links at Radio Drum Revival on how to get there. And we'll actually probably um, embed the stream on radiodrumrevival.com on Halloween night kicks off around 7 o'clock Eastern Time, uh, runs till midnight, and it is a great thing for your witching hour. Uh, now, contrary to previous years, we will be featuring all the content from Transcontinental Terror here on Radio Drama Revival, um, with sort of a Mondo pod coming out after all this airs. So hope you enjoy Transcontinental Terror and enjoy our podcast for now. Uh, we are revisiting a tale for a couple years back um, by our friends at the Grist Mill AMFM Theater. Uh, Scott Hickey, based in Lowell, has been producing these spooky tales over the years. Uh, he's been in kind of a hiatus while he figures out what he, um, the next piece, uh, but he has done such great works as uh, God of the Razor, The Slasher, um, and others. Uh, this one is If You Take My Hand, My Son by Mort Castle. Now, Mort has a new collection that he is both a writer and editor on called Shadow Show, um, edited by himself as well as Sam Weller. Uh, it's a tribute to Ray Bradbury and ironically actually includes an introduction by Ray Bradbury written before he passed on from this mortal coil. Um, includes works by such authors as Ray Bradbury himself, uh, Neil Gaiman, Margaret Atwood, Joe Hill, Harlan Ellison, uh, Mort Castle himself, uh, and others, uh, Alice Hoffman, John McClay, Jacqueline Majard, Gary Brownchek, Bonnie Joe Campbell, David Morell, and others. So it's a really nice collection. You can find it on Amazon. You can get a paper copy or digital copy. A uh, really nice piece to supplement your Halloween reading shadow show. Um, up on Amazon.com, and I'll put a review up there for that. Um, the piece we're going to hear today is called If You Take My Hand, My Son. It is a horror tale in a different sort of way. Uh, it is a father and son trying to reconcile across the grave with interesting results. First up, we do have the next episode of The Cleansed. The Cleansed, um, this, get nearing the end here, only two more Cleansed podcasts left. Spoiler alert as we get into these. Uh, in this one, we have a missile headed towards our character's the only one who stands in their way is Maria and Big Gun. Let's see what happens. Here's the cleansed. Final Room Productions presents The Cleansed, Episode 8, The Revolt, Part 4. Here's where it got scary. The bonfire, the people, everyone was running. This is when you had to think about yourself from the inside, when you had to find quiet inside of your head. You found that? Up on the ridge by that gun? The closest I've ever been to it, yeah. Hey, John. Huh? Uh, yeah? John, come on. The guard's gone. We can sneak out. No, Maria. Damn it! You know what? 
You dragged me into this? I'm dragging you out. I'm not letting these people kill you out of ignorance. I can't. Get up. Oh. Come on. They showed me how to get out of here. Well, I'll be so drunk at the bonfire. Okay, coast is clear. Come on, John. Hey, you can't stop me. Go ahead and try it. What? You're not killing him. Unless you want to kill me first. Oh, it's not like that, Maria. We all need to go. What? There's flying death coming here right now. I don't... Get it. I saw a vision, a bird from the sky dropping fire. The Citadel. What? Christ, they're really doing it. Okay, we all better move. The alarms still work. Come on, you two, get above ground. Luke, we've got to get back to that ridge. Why? There's a gun. Big Mama, they called it. Come on. Hey, Mark, where the hell's your dad? I don't know, David. Oh, we need his guns. That's where we're going. You want to go? Come sure, with us? shouldn't we wait? There's no time to wait, is there? All right, let's go. Up there, there's an aircraft gun on the ridge. How do I... I'll show you the ropes, kid. Come on. Caitlin. Chad. There are others below who aren't coming. They all need to go. Some don't believe. There's no time, Chad. I'll be back. You come back to me. I will, Kate. You take care of the others. Okay. Maria, what the hell are you doing? Saving our asses. You brought him? It's time to forget the past, David. This is all because of you. I'm not flying that plane, am I? I got it unlocked. Who wants to shoot? My glasses are broken. Oh, the chief is below. I can't handle that thing. I can. No, not you. How about me? Maria? Mom raised me on an M4. This isn't an M4. You got good eyes, girl. I can take a running doe at 100 yards. Maria, I've seen her do it, okay? Lots of times. (sighs) Okay, how does this work? Hold it level with the horizon, huh? Yeah, I got it. This is an oldie. No tracking system, anything. It'll be a miracle if you can hit Just show me! This is Gabriel, command, copy. This is Gabriel, command, copy. Gabriel, command, copy, looking for confirmation. This is command. Looking for Admiral Richard, over. Admiral Richard is indisposed. This is Captain Saul, over. 10-4, Captain. Approaching final target range. Request to drop payload, over. Permission granted. Destroy without prejudice, over. Roger, we'll go that. Gabriel out. What was that about? Tying up some loose ends. Come on, Zeke. There'll be fireworks in a moment. Everything that had happened up until then just seemed to bubble away into nothing. All I could feel was the cold metal in my hands. All I could hear was the incoming sound of that plane. All I could do was track the dim red lights like oh-so-many-deer I had taken down in the years since I first started carrying a gun on my seventh birthday. Except now, I wasn't shooting for food. I was shooting for survival. For all of us. Okay, see it here? If I just wiggle this thing, I can start to aim. Maria, you got it? Yeah, Luke. I got it. Just like a deer. Just like a deer. It's still got a missile at it. What? It's headed down. Oh, there's fire. Over there. Oh my god, two down! Holy crap! <laughs> what do you bet that was Sam? Hey, let's check out the wreckage. Come on. And so we watched the fire rain down. It was so pretty. At first. So 
so pretty watching it burn up in the night. I'd never so much as seen an airplane. Not up close, at least. And here I was, with one dead in front of me. Not quite the same as a deer. Maria, hey, wait up. You, you don't have to see this, Maria. Uh, is he... Yeah. <clears throat> I did that to a human being. You saved all of us, probably. When I was shooting, all I could think about was the machine. But there was a man behind it. He attacked innocent civilians, Maria. Look, you did the right thing. I know that doesn't make it easier. No, it doesn't. Maria! Maria! Jesus! David, you had to bring her out here. She wanted to see it. I'm I'm so, so sorry, hon. It's okay. There were a lot of you standing next to that gun. No one else would have hit it. You saved all of us. Damn, girl. Wow. What about that bomb? That was me. Thanks. I couldn't have done it all. It makes me sick. I know, baby. I know. That's his second. What? They, they wanted two potties, right? Two lives for two lives. Well, here's number two. Come on, baby. We're circling up. No one dead. Four broken limbs, a horse killed by freak shrapnel, but not a soul dead. Oh, it's a miracle! You're an ace shooter, Maria. I had good training. I wish you didn't need it. Don't we all? Prophet, you change your mind about me, Chad? We are the ones in the wrong. By our laws, you have my life. I don't want your life. I want your fighters. So you intend to fight on? Do you see any choice? Anyone? Does anyone see another option? What do you need? People. Canoes. And guns. Two canoes. And whoever will go with you. I have one already. So we can take a group of six. We have myself, David, and Sam. I'm not going. What? I couldn't shoot a moose at point-blank range without my glasses. Besides, I have a duty to work with these people. I can't be in that boat. Sam? I'm in. So... We just have two. What about us? What about you? You dragged us out of the refuge to begin with. Of course we're going on. Things are different now. Things are no different. You put us up to all of this, and both Luke and I put our trust in you. You can't just turn on us now and send us home. Maria. You want to go too, don't you, Luke? Yeah, I guess. I I just thought you... I'm not leaving you again, Luke. Not ever. Sam? David? You know what I'd say, but we're far past that. It's their choice. Can't stop kids from going to war, can you? So that's four, plus me. Mark. I've taken my dear. I'm a man. Then I go as well. Caitlin, you can't. What they need is another gun. More than a healer? (laughs) I'd be surprised. Already half of them are wounded. We are free individuals, Chad, and we each have our obligations to our tribe. So there we have six. All right, let's settle up. You're listening to a free podcast version of The Cleansed. To hear the rest of this episode in its entirety and uncut, visit www.thecleansed.com. You can purchase the entire director's cut for $1.99. Also see a full cast and crew list, exclusive behind-the-scenes video, character sketches, and more. Again, that's www.thecleansed.com. Or catch us next week for another free installment. New episodes of The Cleansed will go up on this podcast for free each Friday from March through October 2012. Those are available at thecleansed.com, finalrune.com, and radiodramarevival.com. The Cleansed is a Final Rune production. Find more free audio stories at www.finalrune.com. That's F-I-N-A-L-R-U-N-E.com. And that was The Cleanse, thecleanse.com. Um, thank you to all our Kickstarter supporters. Thank you to those who are interested in getting digital box sets and CD editions. There are only 100 CD uh, box set limited editions that I am creating that will ever be available uh, for reasons that I will uh, reveal 
in probably next week's podcast. Um, if you want one of those uh, signed by me as a part of Audio Drama History, it's available for $40. Go to thecleanse.com forward slash Kickstarter. Um, digital box sets will be available for a very short period of time or they are replaced with something slightly different. Um, again, details on all that, the distribution of the cleansed. Um, but thank you for following us. The season two of the show is in production. And uh, after we start on hiatus, after next week's podcast, it'll only be about, well, be it looks like about May of next year when we'll have more um, episodes for you. And season two is going to be wicked awesome. <laughs> as you say in Maine. All right, and we're on to If You Take My Hand, My Son by Mort Castle. Uh, this is one from the Gristmill. Uh, we're going to do a double feature of the Gristmill this week, starting off with If You Take My Hand, My Son. Enjoy. At the moment of our death, we are set upon the path that leads us to our final destination. For some, this path leads into the light. But for the wretched souls who descend down into the darkness, their path leads them here. The Gristmill. Welcome to the Grist Mill. Welcome to the place of final disposition of the human soul. A place God-forsaken by design. And the place at the end of the tunnel where there is no light. From our first days of life, we learn everything from our parents. They feed us, clothe us, and keep us warm. And we trust them. But once that trust is lost, can it be regained again? We're about to find out in If You Take My Hand, My Son. I am Inspector 12, and this is The Gristmill. Johnny! 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 Who... Who's that? The old man? Dad? No. No way. You're... You're... Where am I? What's happened to me? Johnny. 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 Who is that? Who's calling me? It's death. Death is calling me. I know it. I must be dead. But this isn't heaven. Is it hell? No. No devils shish-kebobbing my soul at a constant one million degrees. There's nothing. Nothing at all. Maybe this is all there is. <laughs> Oh, God, this hurts. <laughs> I've done it now. <laughs> the ultimate screw-up. The biggest screw-up since the day I was born. <laughs> but how? How did I get here? Oh, yes. I remember. One dollar and thirty-two cents is your change. Thank you. You be careful walking home. The streets aren't as safe as they once were. Ain't that right, sir? Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's right. What can I do for you, sir? What can he do for me? What can he do for me? I... I can't remember now. <gasps> the pain is coming back. The awful pain. It's slim, but there's a chance he'll pull through. Right now his condition is cautious but stable. How long will he have to be hooked up to these machines? Nancy? Is that you, Nancy? It's hard to tell. Is he a fighter? A fighter? I don't know. Nancy, wh what do you mean you don't know? I'm a fighter. Are you sure I am? Why, just tonight I was... I was... 
What can I do for you, sir? What can I do for you, sir? You can empty that register real quick and hand me the cash. What? What is this? I am a citizen. You are not stealing from this citizen. You get a job, you good-for-nothing bum. Look, just give me the cash. I'm, no. I, I won't hurt you. Come on. No, not doing it. No, get out. Oh, please, mister. I need this real bad. No, get out, you bum. What's this to the kid? Look, you're not going down for life. It's a parking ticket. Don't, don't say a word. Do you want anything? Oh, I don't know. Let me look around. Please don't say a word. Finally! Here now are policemen protecting an honest citizen. He is robbing me. He has a gun. A, a gun? No, I... Freeze! I, Get the hand out of your pocket, now! Don't do it! Don't do it! Wait! Wait! They shot me. Four times. The leg, gut, and chest. Two in the chest. And I didn't even have a gun. My, My hand got stuck in my jacket pocket and I panicked. Just another Johnny Forrester Class A number one screw up. I thought I was dead for sure. But no, I'm not dead. I gotta stay here. Here, where I know I'm alive. Johnny? The voice again. No, not the same. Nancy. Nancy's voice. Johnny? Johnny, don't you die. You die and there won't be any more of us. I need you. Johnny, you can hear me. Be all right, Johnny. Understand, you have to be all right. I heard. I know, baby, I know. I don't know how to help you. I can't do anything. The light. It's bright. I can see the light. No, no, Johnny, don't go near it. The light is death. The light is death. I see him. The old man. Dad? It'll be all right, Johnny. I'm with you now. You rotten SOB. When were you ever there for me? <laughs> Don't cry, Mom. I remember saying that. Don't cry. It's okay, Johnny. Where's Dad? When's he going to come home? He has to be away for a while. He has things to take care of. He's doing what he has to do. But he promised to be home soon. He promised. Why don't you tell me the truth, Mom? He's out drinking and whoring in every gin mill in the state. Tell me the truth, Mom. Tell me the truth. You want the truth, Johnny? Yes, I want the truth. Well, the truth is... I'm sorry. I don't know what happened to me. It was like there was a nastiness in me. A demon. I had to get it out and do what it wanted me to do. But I promised you I'd change. Didn't I promise that, Johnny? Yeah, you promised. And promised and promised year after year. Like when you promised to be there for my Boy Scout ceremony. I thought I could finally count on you. Charlie Hauser and Mike Pettifield and Clint Hayworth could count on their fathers. Clint's father was in a damn wheelchair, but he was there. Paralyzed from the neck down, but he was there. Johnny, I... And Johnny Forrester's father, my father... He was up at the Double Eagle Lounge watching the Budweiser clock and getting drunk. Again. But you promised. And I asked you why, and all you said was... Guess I'm a goddamn liar is what it is. (laughs) And then you went from drunk to mean drunk. You started hitting Dad, hitting me and Mom. What kind of effect do you think that had on me? I got caught stealing from the convenience store when I was what... Nine, maybe ten. Oh, you really gave it to me then. Gave it to me good. I didn't want you to be a thief. I was trying to do right by you. And when I threw those eggs at Darlene Woodman's house because she wouldn't go to the eighth grade graduation dance with me. And when I was flunking biology because I cut that frog into a thousand pieces. Or when I couldn't figure out geometry or or half the words of the books I was supposed to read for English. Even auto shop was beyond me. You know, maybe I could have done a halfway decent job if if there had been somebody there to be proud of me. Johnny, I'm... And when I was 16, I sent for that learn-at-home art course. Do you remember what you said to me? What's this crap? 
I said, what is this crap? It's an art course, Dad. I sent for it by mail. <laughs> You're going to be an artist, like I'm going to be the emperor of freaking Ethiopia. And I finally told you I hated you. And then Mom died, and it was just the two of us. Finally, at 17, I joined the army, and I was out of the house at last. But I screwed that up, too. I caught smoking weed while on guard duty, dishonorable discharge, and I'm back home eight months after I left. No high school diploma, no army career. I tried. And then you died. Myocardial infarction. Your heart shut down. I was surprised to find out you had one. In your eyes, I was just a liar. A damn liar. I tried my best. I tried to do right. You tried nothing. All you did was lie to Mom and to me. Only Nancy told me the truth. Only Nancy gave me a purpose. Only Nancy. I like this place. Yeah, me too. It's peaceful here. Oh, yeah, I wasn't thinking that. I was thinking about all the artwork. I never really figured you for an art buff. <laughs> really? What did you figure me for? Oh, I don't know. Just a regular guy, I guess. A uh, regular guy, huh? Yeah, nothing wrong with that. I could use regular when it comes to men. Too many of the unique kind are too full of themselves. Regular is good. <laughs> then I guess I'm glad I'm just a regular guy. If it got me close to you. Why do you like to come here? Uh, well... Thursdays are free admission days, so it's a nice place to go, and it don't cost nothing. But what about the artwork? Don't you get tired of looking at all this? Uh, not really. I mean, I don't much care for the sculptures or the really modern stuff, but the landscapes and the portraits are interesting. I'm not too good at interpretation. Not much upstairs, I'm afraid. Well, I wouldn't say that. You're smart enough to know what the word interpretation means. I never was very good in school. Most true artists aren't. Einstein couldn't do simple math. Well, I'm not smart. I think everyone has something they're good at that makes them special in that category. You don't have to be good at everything. Oh, but I've never been good at anything. You have a kind heart. I can tell. You're also a wonderful artist. I've seen your sketches. With a little training, I bet you could probably make a decent living at it. Worst comes to worst, this is Chicago. We have plenty of street artists who make a good buck during the summer months. <laughs> Yeah, that I could do. Johnny Quickdraw, they'll call me. Get your portrait done in two minutes or less. Why not? You could do something like that. You'd be your own boss. You wouldn't have to listen to anyone else tell you what to do. You really think so? Sure. I believe in you. You hear that, Dad? She believed in me. Nancy, my Nancy, believed in me. But I let her down. Just like you let Mom and me down. Like father, like son, right, Dad? Johnny, I'm sorry. L let me make it right for you. Come into the light so I can make everything right. Join me, son. <gasps> oh, God, the pain. The pain's coming back. I can't stand it. Stop it. Come into the light with me, son. Take my hand and come into the light. There's no pain in the light. What's happening? Oh, Johnny, you can't. Oh, die. Please, Nancy, please stay with me. The don't pain. go. Please, I don't know what else to do. The pain is terrible. Don't go. You don't, don't want go. me to suffer like this, do you, Nancy? But I'm so afraid to go. I'm scared, Nancy. No pain. No pain, son. Why can't you leave me alone? Stay in the light if you want to. Stop calling me for the light. Don't be afraid. You old bastard. You old SOB. You're dead. Yeah. Dead and in hell. Right where you belong. No. Yes. In hell. Son, it, it's not hell. It's not heaven, but it's not hell. Then what is it? Where are you? I don't know what you'd call it. Maybe beyond or eternity. Or maybe it's just someplace else. Someplace better. It is a better place, Johnny. You don't deserve a better place. Well, you might be right. But maybe all the promises I made were worth something after all. I wanted to believe I was going to make things better for you and your mom. But you didn't. No, I didn't. 
But that doesn't mean I didn't want to. I didn't want to be just a damn liar. Damn liar! There's no time here, Johnny. So there's nothing but time. All the time in the world. That's how it is. There's time to think about things, to, to realize all you did wrong, and how to set things right. Listen to me, Johnny. I want to help you. Help? Oh, that's a good one. You never wanted to help me before. Your idea of help was giving me crap and then shoving me in it. I said I did a lot of things wrong. I know that now. I wasn't a good father. <laughs> you weren't a good father? That's an understatement if I ever heard one. You were a drunk! You were a cheater! You were an abuser! Good father was way the hell down in your list of what you actually were! Johnny, get it all out of you now! What are you talking about? Get what out of me? The poison. Get all the poison out of you so you can leave it behind. Forever. I hated you! I still hate you. I know, Johnny. I know. But is that what you want? Is that what you ever really wanted? Is it, Johnny? Johnny? No. Say it, Johnny. Say what you really wanted. I want to love you. I know. I wanted your love, too. There's something I want to tell you, Johnny. Something I can say and mean now. What? Johnny, I'm sorry. I'm so very sorry. I can go now, Nancy. The pain is only here on Earth. There's no pain in the light. What's happening? Oh, Johnny, you can't die. Please, baby, stay with me. I love you, Nancy. But my father's ready to accept me now. We're at peace. Timeless peace. I don't know what I'll do without you, Johnny. Please, don't go. Don't go, please. He's not stable enough. We can't operate. Finally, reconciliation. Stay with me. What's going on? Please don't go. Johnny, Johnny, please. Oh, no. No. Take my hand, my son. I'm not afraid, Dad. Not anymore. Here, Dad. Here's my hand. Hold on tight, son. You're almost there. No brain waves. That's it. We can't do anything more. Time of death, 11.23 p.m. I love you, Johnny. (laughs) I can see the light, Dad. I can feel your hand. Hold on to me, Johnny. We're almost there. The light and peace. Finally, peace. What's happening? What is this? Oh, God! The pain! Stabbing me! Searing my eyes! My blood boiling! What's happening? I'm drilling into my skull! My brain! What is this? Where am I? You! You did this to me! You brought me here! You took me by the hand and brought me here! a pisser, ain't it, Johnny? <laughs> you lied to me! You lied! <laughs> Guess I'm just a damn liar. The sins of the father can be visited on the son in many ways. And in this case, the son embraced them. The face of evil can look kind and friendly and fatherly. 
We think that the trust we learn as a child can always be depended on. But when we misplace our trust, it can lead to our undoing. If You Take My Hand, My Son was written by Mort Castle and starred Roger Studi, George Ledoux, Laurie Ewer, Doug Weeks, Angela Mead, and Carrie Edel. Sound design by Brian Price. Music by Hollis Higgins. Additional vocals by Dana Schellmeyer. I leave you now with a final thought. Be careful who you put your trust in. Take care to treat the trust of others with respect. The betrayal of others can only lead you down an ever-darkening corridor. And write to us here at The Gristmill. All right, and now is If You Take My Hand, My Son by Mark Castle, adapted for The Grist Mill. And um, I've got to say, I, I, that one is still one of my favorites because of that that heavenly cry that turns into the deathly hell scream. Uh, uh, Brian Price tells me that was directly inspired by The Great Gig in the Sky by Pink Floyd and uh, really captures that musical moment and, in this case, is a beautiful storytelling mechanism um, and has uh, always been, to me, the most memorable part of this story um also some great performances of the son and his father um even <laughs> gotta say uh this production recovers from having the um caricatured apu-like character uh don't know why um you had to go there guys <laughs> as much as i appreciate your work um all right we're doing a double feature of um the grist mill today we're going to give you one more um this one i also featured last year but i also uh it's uh, kind of from the b-sides of the grist mill never was officially released i don't think uh, this one's called the dark ride um and this is a jeff adams tale may have been Scott's first work with George Ledoux. George Ledoux is a voiceover um, artist who's been on, uh, you may be know him as the, the form of dragons in Dungeons & Dragons video games, as well as mech warriors and other uh, character voices and many other things. Um, George has uh, been a great guy. I got to work with him sort of through um, Scott um, and also get to hear him in this. This is called The Dark Ride, about a magician's little uh, trip that doesn't go quite as planned. The Dark Ride with Chris Mill. Rounding out your extended edition Halloween. Ready to revival. Late summer. A breath of fall is on the air. And in one obscure corner of the Middle West, a carnival has come to town. The rides look tired. The once brightly colored signs are faded with 20,000 miles of road dust. And the carnies, tired after a long, hot season, look with thinly veiled contempt at the last few patrons who poke around the dusty booths. And in one little corner of the midway, there is a trailer. Inside, a man sits at a table, sculpting. As his hands work the clay, they show skill and talent and knowledge. His eyes show nothing at all. But what Daryl Gable, carnival manager and part-time artist, does not know is that someone has been looking for him. And in the summer's dying breath, that someone has finally caught up. The Gristmill presents Dark Ride.
said I didn't want to be disturbed. That's great, Your Highness. Now you want to come out and fix the popcorn machine? It just spit a bunch of hot kernels on some kid's head. Just, just shut it down. They don't need popcorn anyway. And close that damn door. I lied. There's a shock. I lied about the popcorn machine. It's fine. I just wanted to get inside here. I want to get inside a lot of things. Ariel, please! What's wrong? You're too young. I told you, I'm 18! I'm too old then. What the hell's wrong with you today? I'm trying to sculpt. Ooh, I'm trying to sculpt. Pardon me. Who is she, anyway? None of your business. Her butt's too big, and you could give a girl a break and raise those boobs an inch or two. It's gotta be perfect, you understand? It's gotta be exactly like she was, warts and all. What are you yelling at me for? Because sleeping with you reminds me how much I miss her. Real nice, Daryl. I'm sorry, Jane. And I'm sorry, Ariel. What? Mr. Cable. Ah, vendor. That's perfect. Listen, we have everything we need. You're mistaking me for a peddler. I am not, sir, I assure you. I've come about a position. A what? Position. A job. I'm sorry. It's been a while since I've had to converse in English. Nothing here. We're full up. Hear me out, at least. You never know what opportunities you might be missing. I'm not going to get anything done today anyway. You've got three minutes. Thank you. I, sir, am a magician's mechanic. A what? A magician's mechanic. I designed the equipment needed to create illusions. Listen, Dad. We are a three-ride, five-booth stink hole. We don't have a stage, and we don't need a magician's mechanic. You have a dark ride, do you not? If you mean that dilapidated tin box spook house at the end of the midway, sure, that's ours. Is it a drain on the troop? I'd dump it in the river today if I thought I could get away with it. Uses too much electricity, takes too long to set up, and if we get a dozen customers a night, we're lucky. Mr. Gable, how would you like that spook house, as you call it, to be the number one moneymaker on your midway? To be the biggest moneymaker this flea-bitten refuge for the damned has ever had? My, my. I don't know that we can handle such big words around here before happy hour. You are an artist, like myself. Who's an artist? You are, of course. The sculpture on your kitchen table over there. The clay under your fingernails. Not much gets by me, Mr. Gable. Just for the sake of argument, what's a magician's mechanic make these days? Will you pay me a straight percentage? Ten percent of the ride's gross. <laughs> Ten? Sure, Dad. You take your ten percent. That will work just fine. Good. Then we're agreed. I shall need some supplies to begin remodeling. Now, wait a minute. I will make you rich, Mr. Gable. I will make you richer than you ever dreamed. If I wanted to get rich, I wouldn't be here. What are you going to do with it? All I'm asking for is a chance to create my art. Do we have a deal? You have a week. And nothing that takes more electricity. Very well. And Mr. Gable. What? She's very lovely. Your wife. Damn it. What? You gotta come. What's broken now? No, no, come on. Ariel, let go of my arm. Oh, come on. This had better be good. Just shut up and come on. Quit shoving me. I'm not. I'm pulling you. Look. What's happening? It's been like this for half an hour. There are kids running back into town to tell everyone. What are they all doing? Doing? What aren't they doing? Every booth on the Midway has their regular take already, and it ain't even dark yet. There are hundreds of them. Why are they here? Well, look for yourself, stupid. It's the spook house. Oh. What did he do to it? Well, duh. He painted it. And he has the stunts all working again and even added some new ones. It's really slick in there, Daryl. You've got to see it. Hey, what's up? Aren't you happy? Michael builds this new ride and everyone's selling through the roof. What did you call him? Michael. 
That's his name, Daryl. You did bother to ask his name before you hired him, right? I guess I didn't. I guess I... I didn't think it would last. I gotta go. Come on, let's go on the ride. No! Okay, okay, don't have a fit. I just... have him come see me after closing. I'm your messenger now? Just do it! Good evening, Mr. Gable. Didn't you get my message? I've been expecting you. I wanted you to come down to my trailer after closing. Yes. Would you like to see the receipts? Never mind that. We need to talk. We had 391 paid admissions at $20 each. $20? There were some grumblers at first, but word soon spread. That comes to a grand total of $7,820. This on a windy, cold Tuesday evening in a town of what? 10,000 souls? You see now, Mr. Gable, you've made a very wise investment. What have you done to it? It was sadly neglected, and out of date as well. But what have you done to it? You wish to see, don't you? Yes, God help me. I did wish to see. He ushered me into one of his cars. He practically tucked me in like a benign old grandpa. Hands remain inside the car at all times, please. And enjoy yourself. Then he gave me a push, and the car rolled forward. And I was inside. It looked just the same at first. All the mechanics ran smoother than ever, and the place had had a good cleaning. There was nothing unusual, nothing that could make it anything more than a buck fifty thrill ride. Then I came to the end. It was the last little room before the car came out of the front of the ride. We painted Room of Terror on the tin doors leading into it. I couldn't see at first. Then I saw there was an old man in the room. He was fat and slovenly. A filthy beard tapered from his round, greasy face down to his navel. And he was sitting at a table in, in front of... Dear God! In front of a statue! A little statuette of a woman. He was plodding and probing it with his stumpy sausage fingers. He was sculpting, but without any skill or even knowledge. The car came closer and closer until it was right alongside. And then he looked up. He looked at me, right at me, and he spoke. Do you remember? It was Jane's statue, the one I was working on now, still unfinished. And not only that, it was wrong. Her shape was wrong, and her size was wrong, and her face... No! Her face looked like Ariel's. I looked into the old man's eyes as he watched me go past, and I knew... Dear God, I, I knew what it was I was seeing. I don't remember. I don't remember how she looked anymore. I was seeing myself. Well, did we enjoy ourselves? Turn the damn thing off. What was that? The last room. The ultimate in terror, of course. It is what each of us fears the most. A dangerous room, if you want to know the truth. But I am here all the time, making sure no one stays inside too long. People pay 20 bucks to see that? To see... Oh, you're not making sense. Don't be ridiculous. Of course they want to see. And they'll pay dearly for the privilege. They always have. To see what you fear the most. To be so close you can smell it. And come out the other side. But what do you mean, what each of us fears the most? The room knows you, Mr. Gable. It knows each and every one of those people that were lined up to see it tonight. It knows us all. It knows what we fear the most. And for an instant, for a mere second, really, it will show us. Take it out. You're tired. Take it out. You need to rest. You need sleep. For the last time, take oh, it... Oh, by the way... 
I've taken my 10%, so here is the rest. $7,038. Need another? Yeah, give me one for the road, will ya? No open containers of alcohol in this... <laughs> What's wrong? You look like you've seen a ghost. Good evening, Mr. Gable. Did I startle you? What? What do you want? Oh, nothing, nothing. I simply followed an impulse to avail myself of this fine establishment. Bourbon, please. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Tell me. Two men over drinks. Nothing to hide. Tell me honestly. Do you think this is wise, Mr. Gable? Do I think what's wise? Well, you have a heavy coat. You have a bag all packed. You even have a box which, unless I miss my guess, contains the sculpture of your fair wife. You're leaving us. What if I am? You think the show really needs me? I was a charity case and everyone knows it. A traveling show is a funny thing. Not unlike a ship at sea. Without a captain, anarchy, violence, death. You'll be the captain then. I? <laughs> you are uniquely suited for the job, sir. You are exactly what I need. You? I beg pardon? You said, I am exactly what you need. Did I? Well, a slip of the tongue. You are exactly what the show needs. What do you need, Michael? I don't understand. No, I have a few drinks in me. I'm feeling loose and difficult. I really want to know, why are you here? You got a hell of a magic trick in that spook house. Why hide it away with us? Why don't I ply my trade in more fertile fields? Yeah. Oh, believe me, I could. Name the town, name the city. I could take that dark ride and set it up anywhere in the world, and it would thrive. More than thrive. Times Square, New York? Piccadilly, London? Red Square, Moscow? You don't believe me? Yes, I believe you. That's the hell of it. I believe you. That's why I'm leaving the show. Then I shall shake your hand and say goodbye. Why not? What? Cold, oh, isn't my... it, Mr. Gable? What are you doing? Oh, another illusion. Oh. Like the one in the dark ride. Please, I... My heart... Oh, just a little longer. But don't worry. Your time isn't now. No. Your time is coming, but not now. Hey, what's going on? Uh, my friends had too much to drink. I'm taking him home. You want a cab or something? No, no, that's fine. I have him. <coughs> He'll be all right now. I'll get him home. Daryl? Are you awake? Where are we? Barstow. Barstow? You weren't supposed to be in Barstow until Wednesday. It is Wednesday. Jesus, what... Michael's been doing it. Getting your trailer moved, keeping the show running. Daryl, I'm scared of him. Yeah? What do you want me to do about it? Fire him. What? Get rid of him. He can't strip the dark ride completely. It's ten times better than it was, and we got a reputation now. Who'll run it? I can. Is that what this is about? I know I can do it. You just have to give me a chance. Don't say these things. Not about Michael's ride. You don't know him like I do. I've been here longer than you. I worked harder than anybody. If you just... <laughs> You're awake. Good. Would you excuse us, miss? My name is Ariel. Of course. Would you excuse us? Mr. Gable and I have things to discuss. He has something to tell you. What? We were talking about it, and Daryl thinks you should leave the show. Ariel! Tell him! Is this true, Mr. Gable? After our... Discussion in the bar that night, uh, I had to consider it. Yes, I see. You and Ariel had to consider it together, is that right? Well, such is our industry. May I ask what you plan to do with the dark ride after I'm gone? I'm going to run it. You? <laughs> I see. Well then, you'll need a complete briefing, won't you? Are you well enough to accompany us, Mr. Gable? I... Uh, yes. Why aren't we open tonight? Well, I thought it best to give everyone the night off. The last few moves have been difficult, and the receipts have been quite good. 
Now, young lady, what makes you believe you can successfully operate this attraction? It's a ride, ain't it? You take their tickets, you push the cards... Yes. Uh, have you ever been through... I set it up with you that time. I remember. You were very inquisitive. You wanted to know everything. But have you ever been on the ride? Oh, it's important to see things. See them as the customer does. I... I, I don't like... You don't like amusements? Are you afraid? Do you remember the tagline? Um... Keep hands and feet inside the ride at all times. And enjoy yourself. See you on the other side. Michael, I don't... Quiet. It is so rare that I operate the ride without extraneous noises. Did you know we can hear her from here? Listen. She's just past Frankenstein. Now she's passing the haunted house diorama. <laughs> Oh, the Count has just lunged out at her. It delights women so. Michael, please wait, Mr. Gable. We're coming to the best part. The Room of Terror. You remember the Room of Terror, don't you? I don't know what you are or how you do these things, but you've got to stop. She's just a girl. She doesn't know what she's saying. You excite yourself, Mr. Gable. What I am is a magician's mechanic. What I do is illusion. That night in the bar, was that an illusion? You trying to kill me was an illusion? Wasn't it? The Room of Terror. She's inside, and now I throw the switch. What? Damn it, let her out! Let her out! Let her out yourself. Well? Don't let's be superstitious. What has it done to her? Isn't it obvious? The Room of Terror knows us, Mr. Gable. It knows what each of us fears the most. In young Miss Ariel's case, she was obviously nothing more than a vain child. Her greatest fear... Was growing old. Yes. And that is what the Room has done to her. She is old. Perhaps 150 years old. Don't worry, Mr. Gable. Don't worry about anything. You're tired. You've been ill. You need to rest. But I'll take care of everything. 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 He took me to my trailer. He told me everything was going to be all right. He practically tucked me into bed. Then he left. At four or five in the morning, I suddenly sat bolt upright. I realized there was something wrong inside my trailer. Table? Empty. The statue was gone! Good evening, Mr. Gable. I've been waiting for you. Ariel? There's a swamp over there. Someone will find the body, I dare say, but not for a while. By then, the show will be long gone. And besides, who would link the body of an old woman with a missing teen? Where is my sculpture? Safe, I assure you. What the hell do you want with it? It's meaningless to anyone but me. Which is why I want it, obviously. Why? I have a business proposition for you. You don't have anything I want. Oh, that's where you're wrong. I have a little talent that, unlike these other sleights of hand you see around you, is really quite remarkable. When the moon hangs low in the autumn of the year orange and red with the smoke of burning fields, I can turn my nose to the wind and smell the likes of you. You are despairing, Mr. Gable. But unlike normal people, your despair runs to the core. The liquor you drink won't deaden it. The sculpture you're attempting to create won't assuage it. It's like a little black lump right there, right by your heart and it's growing by the day. It's a gift, if you want to know the truth. Most people live through their humdrum lives, suffering their humdrum little crises, and do you know what happens after a week or two? They forget. 
They're like children. They're shallow. You and I are deep. You and I have suffered something profound, something that rearranges the very fabric of our souls. And do you know what it means, Mr. Gable? It means we can live. What are you offering exactly? A traveling show. Gable and Nightshade's extravaganza of earthly delights. You and I, partners. We can pack the show onto ships and cross the ocean. We can keep going and never stop. That's what it means to live on a round world, you know. You can keep going and never come to its end. This is ridiculous. You sound like you're offering me eternal life. No, not eternal. We are all mortal, after all. Then what? Time. This little dark ride of yours, it's the 96th I've repainted. My art is spread across 10,000 miles and 10 decades, and I will go on creating, just as you can. We're artists, Mr. Gable. There is no place in that world out there for us. So take my offer and join the world in here and go on creating for centuries. I know what you fear, after all. I saw it in the Room of Terror after you left. I saw its imprint on the very walls. You fear growing old and forgetting. You fear never finishing that sculpture. Come with me, and there will be time to fashion her into Venus herself. You don't have the power to do this. Nobody does. It's a business proposition, Mr. Gable. Then I refuse. Then you will die. Tonight. The touch I gave to your heart in the bar, it's killing you even now. You're lying. I'm holding it like a tether. If you walk away, I let go, and you die. I've been waiting for someone like you for 60 years. A partner, a confidant. Someone who understands the depths to which we'll go. You'll stay, because you know I'm right. Give me my statue. It's in there if you want it. You know which room I put it in, don't you? Go on, try and get it if you can. I don't have any intention of getting it. Mr. Gable, I'm warning you. If you're the devil, you can stop me from doing this. You can't! It's just kerosene. The stunts! The wiring! You'll burn up that statue! Everything! I know! You're killing it! Let it burn! No! No! He ran into the dark ride. The fool ran in. No! No! I stood and I watched it burn. And as the smoke and flames seared through every crack, every seam, I could hear him. He was still trying to save it. Save himself. No! No! Whatever he was. But he never came out. I stood and watched the dark ride bake until it looked like a can left in a campfire. When the police came, I offered no resistance. Five to ten for arson. There are worse things. I was ready for murder charge, but they never found a body in the ashes. Hey, Cable. They found nothing at all. Got some contraband for you, man. The shipment came in. Now you know, if you've got plastic explosive in there or something, I don't even know you. Don't worry. It's just some kids modeling clay. I gotta make a statue. Replace this one I lost. Can you get me another four packages? Mm, yeah. yeah, you were friendly. So yeah, sure. Take a while, though. That's okay. I have time. Time to do it right. All right, that was The Dark Ride. All right, that was just uh, to give us a bit fatter um, Halloween entertainment here for you. Uh, culminating next week, we'll have this four-hour special with Transcontinental Terror. I'll be breaking it into a couple parts so it doesn't explode your podcast reader. Um, that's a nice way to celebrate five years of horror celebration on Radio Drama Revival. Um, up for you 
all next week. Um, and until then, um, you can follow us on Twitter. Hit up at Radio Drama. 200 plus hours of audio drama programming at RadioDramaRevival.com. Um, your Facebook page, Radio Drama Revival. People are starting to post about random stories they heard or thought they heard or wanted to hear or um, other comments about Radio Drama in general at our Facebook page, Radio Drama Revival. You can ne- nominate us for a Stitcher Award. Um, we're on Stitcher now. Look for Radio Drama Revival under the Radio Drama section. And on iTunes, Radio Drama Revival still works. I'll leave us a review. Give us a thumbs up, whatever you can do to share it with your friends. Really appreciate that. Um, that is wrap for this week. Radio Drama Revival is produced by yours truly, Fred Greenhalt. Copyright of individual shows remains that are original producers do please share the show as far and widely as you like radio drum revival originates an on-air radio at wmpg fm southern maine's community radio it is podcast at radiodramarevival.com and labor of love till next time keep your mind and your ears open thanks for tuning in and have a great week mm-hmm.